So next, we're going to have with us Dr. Roger Elbel, who is a professor of neurology at the Southern Illinois University School of Medicine, and he's also the chair of the Tremor Study Group here at the MDS. So first of all, thank you for being with us today, and uh, tell us what is going on in the field of tremor and what is happening during this conference about tremor disorders and all the news that you want to share with our listeners. Well, thank you. I think for clinicians, the most exciting news will be that we now have several studies ongoing. There are several pharmaceutical companies that are investigating drugs for essential tremor. And so hopefully there will be one or more drugs on the horizon uh, that clinicians can use because really there has been no new drug since 2007. And the only officially approved drug in the United States is propranolol. So that's exciting. In the area of surgery, as effective as it is, deep brain stimulation has some problems. One big problem is tolerance, so or habituation. Patients initially respond very well, and then the treatment loses its effectiveness in a short amount of time, maybe weeks or months, and repeated programming is necessary. It's unclear why this happens. Um, it may be due to certain subtypes of essential tremor because we now know that essential tremor is a heterogeneous disorder. It's not just one single disease. And um, so the uh, members of the tremor study group have decided to do an investigation of this uh, and try to determine why this is happening. More in the research realm, there is a lot of interest in determining what the overlap is between essential tremor and dystonic tremor. So there are lots of similarities, and we know that essential tremor can be a phenotype of hereditary dystonia. So it starts out as essential tremor, but then evolves into a clear-cut dystonic tremor syndrome. And there's a suspicion among researchers that there are a lot of people that are being labeled as essential tremor that really have subtle dystonia. So the tremor study group is very interested in looking at differences in the way tremor specialists and dystonia specialists view these patients. And they are now collaborating to come to some type of consensus in identifying patients that have classic or pure essential tremor and those that have tremor with dystonia. So in a nutshell, that that um, where most of the action is. Well, that is great. I think that myself as a clinician, you have touched some of the problems that we find in the clinical practice every day, you know, with the difference. Well, first of all, the treatment in essential tremor has been the same for many years, and having something new would definitely be a game changer for the future. And also the more invasive approaches, as you say, they're not perfect, and knowing them better, knowing why things are not perfect and how we can improve them would definitely also change how we can treat better our patients. So what do you think we will see in the future? What do you think the Movement Disorder Society will do in the future in the field of tremor? Well, I hope the tremor study group continues to be a catalyst for uh, collaboration among international investigators. So that would be really good. And that's what it's been 
since it started. It, uh, the Tremor Study Group was really an outgrowth of the Tremor Task Force and that was started under Professor Gunter Deutschel. And um, the task force, as you know, recently published the classification scheme for tremor, also published a review of the treatment of essential tremor, and it published reviews of rating scales for tremor and transducers. And so this just kind of lays the groundwork for a lot of collaboration in clinical trials. Well, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure to have you here, and I'm sure all of the listeners uh, around the globe will enjoy this small talk we've had. Thank you. Yeah, thank you.